Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, we were about to make a chair sandwich up in this pot, bro. I thought we were going live with that. I was like, I can't get on and into a chair sandwich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm good. My figure. That good pork sandwich, that good big old frat pork. Oh, yeah, that would be, like, basically, if we were the brand on a chair sandwich, that's essentially what it would look exactly like that. Okay. With just air all splayed out. <laughs> what kind of sauce did they put on that sandwich again, Jay? Any like any special sauce? What's on there? Tartar sauce? What the fuck's yeah, on there? Tartar on a tenderloin. Oh, but what's your fucking mayo on? mustard? Yeah. They don't. They can't put that. They can't put that like Big Mac special sauce on there. I'm that a hot sauce guy. Ranch, like some like some yeah. boneless wings, like our boy Mike Huckleberry. Oh man, I'm I'm all about hot sauce. Make it hot. Dude, that. I bet you that Frank's Red Hot Buffalo would be good. Yo, did you? It's actually not bad. I had some. Do you see they got an Old Bay hot sauce that came out? Oh. Oh. Oh, you about to get thrown there. Nor'easter. You fucking nor'easter. You fucking nor'easter. The subject matter tonight. I broke it out. Oh, you have a Jared Allen t-shirt. <laughs> I had Jared. to get a 69 fucking bear shirt when he... When he yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was a cool, there's a 69 bear jersey, cool. You know, like. Brian got his 69 jersey on. I thought he'd get at least double digit sacks, man. I mean. I... You know what I mean? Like, we had him here, I was like, okay, he's good at least for 10 sacks. <sighs> I mean, like, did dude even play? Like, I don't even recall if he ever got in the field. I like, think we did an intro, man. Okay. An intro? What's that? Uh, we just went right in. How right. we do? That's it. We're back. We're back again. This is in case you haven't figured it out by now. In case you missed the opening song. In case you, like, are fucking, I don't know what you're doing. You're not paying attention. This is the tailgate show on the Brawl Network. It's double A A R O N T O R on Twitter. It's Air Jer, Jeremy Kramer, Air Jer 54 on Twitter. It's B Diddy Brian Quinn B Quinn 34 on Twitter. What's up there, fellas? What's the story? What's the scoop? What's the skinny? What's the deal? What's the busy? What'd it be like? Checking out that Rappaport shirt you're rocking there. Yeah, yeah, it's just a little uh, Rappaport uh, 
Wu-Tang picture that Mr. Morris made into a shirt. Oh. Nice. You know. Was he like the 37th chamber or? (laughs) (laughs) We almost had the first spit take. (laughs) Yeah, it was close. It was in there. Like, yeah. It hit, it hit the front of the lip. I was like, oh, no, it's keeping it in there. Too expensive. <laughs> Good bourbon goes a long way, fellas. Yes, sir. Man, 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 man. So, yeah. Um, Dude, this offseason has been so long and brutal. And we always find stuff to talk about because we love our bears, right? But, man, I'm ready for some, like, like normally when we saw the mini camps, we saw players in pads and jerseys and helmets. We're like, okay, it feels, it's starting to feel more real. It's just been yeah. such a long week, man. I'm just ready to see, like, some training camp videos, something. All we got like, to get excited about is Cam Newton on, on putting out hype videos, getting us getting – The us, ones that we wanted to see, like, I know. in Chicago, you know what I mean? Like, uh, Cam, man. I mean, brutal. Uh, it just hurts. It just hurts. I want, ang- I want an angry Cam to be angry for our Bears. Like, dude, you know let me Let me be honest, though. Like, okay – if Mitch was putting out those hype videos the way Cam is and showing that passion, you know what? I might be back on the, the Trubisky train right now. That's how inspirational that shit is. Like, he's he just is, like, but like, nah, man, he's coming soft. Like, it's like, like little wise ass remarks to reporters. Like, it's it's snide. You know what I mean? Like, Cam's showing emotion. Like, if Mitch came out and brought that, I'd be I'd be like, yep, it's Mitch. You know what I mean? It's just been kind of softness, like commercials and I don't know. Whatever, dude. They never seen this cam. Oh, you gonna do that? Why are you doing this to us? Tell him, Cam. Tell him. Why? Oh, what? Who? What? They did you how? Bars, Cam, bars. (laughs) (laughs) Left to die, Cam. Just, just, just. So it for him. He ain't the same player. Mm. Mm. Okay. (laughs) But you know, honestly, when I heard that, I liked the message he was trying to bring, and and I hope he, I hope he comes back and tears it up. Good for him. You know what? It kills me that he's doing that for the Patriots, though. Like that. You know what it reminded me of? Oh, Huh? It reminded me of Ricky Henderson back in the day. Yeah. Ricky, Ricky loves some Ricky. Like, remember Ricky? It it was a third person Ricky. Ricky. I am the greatest (laughs) third baseman of all time. It just came off that way. I did. I did like it though. It was it was well done, and people, you know, are saying like whatever, you know, and I think it's true if Mitch was putting out stuff like that, but that's the thing, Mitch can't pull that off, Mitch, that's not Mitch like, Mitch is out goofy grinning with his with his, uh, with his bow tie it's and, like, and, like he's doing some sales work if last... he is doing some sales work step right up folks, step right up buy <laughs> a bottle of Doc Mitchell's Snake oil liniment cures what ails you. Anything you need, it will cure it immediately. Balding, shoulder imbalance. You step right up, get yourself a tablespoon, and, sir, you will be the next quarterback of your Chicago Bears. You, you killed that post, bro. I, I felt like I walked out of a DeLorean when that shit hit on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> a 
I mean, people, I'm not sure that the sales are what I thought they would be because I thought when people saw that, you know, the, the Doc Mitchell's, I mean, there's already a thing called Doc Mitchell's snake oil liniment. It's just the jokes write themselves sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> right? like, I think there's more truthers out there now than people that get it. People want to believe. It's just, it's cooled down. I mean, it's fine. I don't know. On Facebook, it was quite polarizing last week's picture post. But the the fourth of true lie was not received by all. <laughs> Dude, I want to get down with, uh, like the Facebook. You know, like I just can't get deep into Facebook. I can't I don't do know, it. Successful, just as bad. People I know. There. It's a cesspool, but with but without the limitations of the 140 characters or the 240 or whatever yeah. it is. What it is, it's basically a safe space. It's it's a safe space for people that couldn't handle it on Twitter. Yeah. That's, that's basically but what Twitter, it is. Twitter, you gotta know kung fu. You gotta get ready. Get <laughs> <laughs> people coming at you like drunk, drunk Staley. Eat a dick, drunk Staley. <laughs> that's all I gotta say to you. What if it's really the guy that dresses up like Staley, though? You know. Uh, I mean, you know, sorry for your luck, bro. That's a terrible job. I like Staley, man. I know, but it's a terrible job. Yeah. Why well, can't there be a drunk Staley though? There's a drunk like every player in the NFL. That drunk Staley, but if you're if you're whack, I'm gonna block you. I don't give a fuck. I didn't block him, dude. I didn't even see what happened. I saw I saw the pop off. I don't know what it was about. I don't know either. Like he's just oh uncensored, unfiltered, but Aaron Torre blocks me. I'm like, listen. Relax, like you're corny, bro. Like, what did he come at you with? Though? He just came at me with that. He said to the tailgate show. He said uh-uh. the tailgate show is uncensored and unfiltered, but Aaron Tor will block you if he's offended. And I was just like, yeah, fucking exactly. Oh, you hadn't blocked him yet. I blocked him. The tailgate show hasn't blocked him, but I oh, okay. blocked him because he probably said some stupid shit. And there was a while there where, honestly, I blocked all those dumb accounts. Yeah. Except for the drunk Trubisky because I know that guy. Like, <clears throat> the guy that runs that account, Tom, is cool. I'm cool with that guy. All those other drunk accounts are corny as hell. Like, none of them are funny except for the original drunk Patrick Kane one. I was to hate Twitter, too. And Trubisky <laughs> was funny for a while. But even he's like, you know, he takes cool, you know, it's like you can only do that shit for so long. These guys. You know, they should make a reality show on Twitter. Yeah, it already is a reality show. Though. Like, why would you watch it? Just go on there. Like, <laughs> live it. Just jump in. <laughs> like, between all the Bears stuff and then you got all the Will Smith shit, which is just wild. And. Dude, I can't hate the Fresh Prince having hard times, man. He, yo, it, no, it's not on top of everything I, else going on. Like he's not having hard times. He's just putting little teary-eyed, red-eyed face together. But you know, he was all having a good time with Charlize and Margot Robbie and and everything else. And you know, meanwhile, uh, meanwhile, uh, when he played Hitch, was it even was it Eva Mendez and Hitch? Who was in Hitch? It's Eva Mendez. It's a it's a rap. He's only got no shortage of, of uh, lovely co-stars, and I guarantee you, they all got done. So, 
one after another they can all oh, then, but then there's, then there's people mad about like open marriages and I'm like let them do their thing who cares like you are a rich celebrity who has that kind of options and Jada is rich beautiful has crazy options Will is rich handsome cool all the charisma in the world a rapper an actor whatever the fuck he wants to be has options when you have crazy options like that if you don't let that happen. You're not going to stay together. Look at the other couples. They don't stay together. Brangelina, done. I mean, like, even even uh, A-Rod and, and J-Lo had Mark Anthony in the throuple. You know what I mean? Like, something was going on there. Just saying. You got to keep it open in that situation. Like, because when people have options, you know. Like, Inside Hollywood. On the girl <laughs> I was just about to go a current affair. Uh, and, and his lady are, are keeping it keeping a buck no i don't think so you think you think juanita jordan didn't know that michael jordan was out doing his thing please i mean you marry an nba guy or a- athlete or actor whatever you gotta know that that's just going no down. man michael just stayed in his hotel room according to the documentary that's that's right he wanted nothing to do with the cocaine no nope. circus Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> not. Mm. So yeah, so that Twitter is never uh, dull. It is sometimes a, a bit frustrating, but I find I enjoy it. I'm on there too much. I I, I keep it popping for us. Uh, you do, man. You do. <laughs> no, no, that you you both you guys are, man. I need to get more involved with that, but I'm just like, I'm just yeah, you don't have to. Don't don't feel no, pressed. Jared's nicer than me, which is better on Facebook, and, and you just go. I get so you, just, you just go all in, no, so it's just, not like I have to. Not like I have to spice it up. I can't like I, out go I, in I, the way you here's do. Here's at this point, I own all the equipment. I have the hip waiters. <laughs> I have hats. I have the camouflage. I have the shit. I have all the shit. Like, am I gonna? He's not in a fucking Twitter ghillie suit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in hip waiters, a ghillie suit. I got night vision like Jake Cutler. I'm in it, bro. Like, it's... Yeah, I, you, you know, know what I need to do? I just need to interact with that, the show account more. I'm going to do that. <laughs> that makes you feel better. You do that, Brian. Yeah, so really, there's really not much going on. Although, uh, I think everyone's going to be watching closely the, the uh, potential spectacular failure that the NBA bubble might be. In the, of, in the hottest of hottest of hotspots where guy I work all guy I work left left Connecticut that we're doing pretty good right now. Like all things considered, like number wise, we're going down finally. This dude they left Connecticut. A, what's that? Go ahead. I was yesterday was the first day since like March 11th where nobody in New York City was reported to have died from COVID. Yeah, the Northeast is is finally getting to a better place. But anyway, this dude left Connecticut to go to freaking Disney mm-hmm. for two, two weeks. Like, it's 110 real field down there with a mask on right now. On top of it, like. Yeah, on top of I would the. Not, plus, I, that's like the hot spot right now. On top of the COVID smoothies in the fucking in the in the tiki room, you know what I mean? Like, and fuck all that. Then he's gonna come back to work and avoid the two week quarantine by just testing. It's just like they. I'm like, man, 
Florida right now. I'm good. Yeah, no, I'm straight. I'm good on all that. Anyway, so yeah, the NBA bubble is already is already formed. Um, minus uh, Adrian Adrian Wojnarowski, who told they're me. in the same hotels as the guests, man, in Disney. Yeah, shit's mm. fucked up, man. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. Be like, why'd you, why'd you open this shit? Like we were cool. <laughs> Greed is good, gentlemen. Greed is good. But we're gonna see how that goes. Um, it's gonna be real interesting. You got something to, came out today about the Redskins actually are going to retire the name Redskins. Officially? I think it came over uh, CBS Sports about 40 minutes ago. So they are, they are going to retire that. That's cool. So, right. Is it gonna be the the Red Tails or the Foreskins? It's going to be the Washingtons or the Washington. We're one step closer to it. To the Washington white breads, the Washington. Honestly, just name them Washington 2020, and motherfuckers will know. Like, oh shit, 2020, 2020 is about to fuck you up. Yeah. Like, 2020 is an unstoppable force. Like yeah. going forward, like in the future, everybody should be like, yo, this isn't 2020. Like, it's going to be referenced back. Like, man, yeah. This is historic. We're part of history right now, unfortunately. Just not in a good way. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, America. America. So, yeah, so we'll see. Baseball's almost ready to go. Um, MLS are, is going. Yeah, who's going? MLS. What? The who? It's the other ball thing kicking. Never heard. I thought we were talking about sports. Yeah. Never heard. <laughs> <laughs> We're in desperate times, boys. <laughs> Luckily, there's been like a lot of content on the streaming services, man. Yeah, yeah. People are watching, they're getting their good, uh, like thirty dollars a minute value of UFC. You see my shares, my Netflix shares. Oh my goodness! You bought Netflix shares? Only like a hundred, like four ninety-eight a piece. Jesus Christ. I'm joking, dude. This is fucking... I saw that, I'm like, ah, I'm not doing that. Thanks, Jim Cramer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the next show for Diddy's going to be yelling. yelling sell, sell, uh, sell! Yeah. <laughs> that's fair. That's some... And I'll be like, yeah, you don't want to buy this one, and then I'll just buy it. Like, it's not good. Yeah. Okay, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do that. You need to be an insider to really make it. Like they, they know what's going on way before you do, and the government does. And you saw that don that donation by the government, like 1.6 billion. Hey, remember that? Yeah. They, they make their own moves to make the market shift. Yes. It's it's kind of crazy actually. But smoke no, and mirrors. Enough about enough about that bullshit. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and mirrors. So we were thinking. I was thinking, I was trying to, to think about who were the most disappointing uh, free agent acquisitions of all time. Yeah, Mr. Just to see, we didn't talk to each recent. other about, like, our picks. No, no, we didn't talk about our picks, but, but we did kind of kick around some ideas, um, you know, some, some guys that definitely, definitely fit the bill. 
so Jer, why don't you why don't you lead us off with a with a couple of your favorites? Oh, the disappointing free agency finds of all time. Yes. Got to be Orlando Pace. Got to start off with the big man that was supposed to solidify the offensive line. He was there to eat that sandwich and get that paycheck and get the hell out of Dodge. It was pretty obvious. He was toast. Yeah, you're fine. I'll I'll make that my I didn't do an order with any of them. I'll just make it. I'll I'll give you three off the top of my head. Yeah. Orlando Pace, got to yep. be there. He's got to be top. Cordell Stewart's got to be up there. Cordell, man. Cordell was so – that was disappointing. Like, I was excited for Cordell. I was hyped up for Cordell. I know he was – at the time, he was, like, washed kind of and and whatever. But people don't know. People, people don't – people don't know about Randall Cunningham, and they don't know about Cordell because those guys were, like – they were a force – when they were going. Oh, yeah. You they, know, I think what messed with Cordell, too, though, like in Pittsburgh, there were like rumors being thrown out there in the media about like his lifestyle a little bit. And like there was some bullshit when he was in Pittsburgh. And like then when he came here, I don't know if that messed with him or not because he just didn't seem like like any of what he, he had been in the past. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if that had anything to do with him. He's, he's like going over to teammates' houses and fixing their pipes <laughs> or some shit. That's what you're talking about. No, no, no. I'm just saying he, he just didn't seem he just didn't seem like the same athlete. No, I mean he definitely seemed washed. I mean at the end of the day, like he just seemed like I we all remember a guy who was like fast, like yeah, and and like electric. And it's just I don't know what it is, but the, something happens to players when they put on a Bears quarterback jersey, and it's like they just become <laughs> they just become lackluster and shitty. Well, well, my number. I'm gonna start with my number one, since we're talking about shitty quarterbacks. Once they, well, he was shitty before he put on the jersey. Mike Glennon. There you go, number one. See, that's one where I can't honestly say that I was disappointed because I never, like, I from the moment they talked about that, I was just like, what? Like, what the actual fuck are you thinking, Ryan Pace? Like, I wanted Hoyer to stay back then. You, yeah. I wouldn't take it anybody, like literally anybody. But you, you not only, like, I, I don't want to get myself all riled up again. But it's like, I just knew that was gonna be horseshit. Like you could take one look at that gangly Napoleon Dynamite giraffe looking motherfucker and see that that is not a quarterback. Like, and not only did he, not only did Pace go out and get him, but he paid him. He bid against himself, and he acted like he scored. Like, and then it was like, oh, not only did I get this too, but just wait. Ooh, just wait. Ooh, 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 who are we going to draft, right? And that's how Pace was. Like, Pace was walking around like like he went when 2017 went down, Pace thought he had himself a fucking coup. That's the craziest thing is, like, what a tire fire that was. And this was dude was – $18 million insurance policy. Right, and – and he yeah, completely scuttled his relationship with John Fox. And I know it's like and, – and, and we all did it. Everybody hated on John Fox. And it's the, the, the convenient thing and the easy thing to just hate on John Fox. But it's like, who the fuck does Brian Pace think he is? Like, like come on. 
You know, like he, you're like he the Saints. He, he had conviction on a player. That's who he was. He was like running the fucking Saints mailroom, you know, like and and next thing you know, he's he's big shit. Like, come on, like you're gonna you're gonna fucking you're gonna secretly not tell anybody that you're trapped. If, if Mitch if Mitch ends up like freaking panning out, we need to go back and listen to to how he. That we were before the season started. That's <laughs> fine. I mean, I, I'll, I'll eat crow happily. Like, and that's what that's what people uh, are. It's like I'm gonna like. No, I know, just, man. I'm I'm like, just messing around. I just like. think it's funny though. Like people people just feel like like oh you said this and it's like they want to play gotcha. It's like no, I'll I'll be like yeah I was wrong. I was pissed. I'm a it's fan. It's better to be like this as a Bears fan when you come in with too much hype. You get yeah. let down. We're we're we're, we're, we're like we learned our lesson last year. But I was in never, mode. I was never not for one single second ever ever hyped about Glennon. I knew that dude was trash from the second his name was announced. There was never a chance. I don't even garbage. You know what's like huh? garbage. <laughs> like <laughs> I I'm just saying like I can't. Like so, I don't even know if I could chalk him up as a disappointment because it was like I knew it, and in the back of my mind, like pace will always have that in his on his resume, and I will we need always that, look at that Hicks job. We signed Mike Lennon. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't care that you pulled Eddie Jackson out and you did a good job drafting this, this, that, this person, that person. Like, and I'm sorry, I don't give him any credit for the Mac trade. Like that was obvious. Like. Anybody could have made the Mac trade. Like, just saying, like, I just feel like that whole thing was he was in a – he didn't want to be in a marriage with John Fox. Let me make and, it real salty real quick. Mitch fucked up the Mac trade. Well, I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Think about that. Like, All I know – is and a lot of people will say like, oh, Mahomes wouldn't have been great with the Bears. I'm like, well, I, I would much rather have eight, seen. Eighteen was eight, eighteen was a Super Bowl defense, man. Yo, oh. if and this is and this is 100 percent facts, and I believe this with all of my being that if if Mahomes got drafted in 2017, even if Pace goes out and signs Glennon, Mahomes ends up coming in and playing 12 games, and the Bears win 10 fucking games that year. Easily. There were oh so many games. Like, I mean, and, and then, unfortunately, John Fox doesn't get fired, and we don't get Khalil Mack. But you know what? Like, so what? So fucking what? Maybe then we draft Quentin Nelson. And then we have Quentin Nelson and Patrick Mahomes. And I know you could just do this till the fucking cows come home. But it's like, I did it the other day, and it's like, oh, guess what? I'd rather have this fucking guy. I'd rather have him than you James You remember Hale. when my – you you remember when Mahomes said like that that little sideline clip of him mic'd up saying like if it's easier this year? Yeah, it's easier and, this year. And this in the second year of the like what was that his third year his, in the offense, right? His first year without Nagy. Okay. Yes. But it but ultimately that's Reed's offense. He's not gonna let Nagy change it that much. I mean let's let's be honest. You know what I mean? But, so it, it really really what it what it could be saying is I'm I'm learning this now. I get it. Yeah, but I think it's also like Andy, we're not there with our quarterback. But Andy Reid, he what does he do? He he adjusts. You know what I mean? Andy Reid adjusts his shit to his players. 
okay? Like, you're, you're not telling me that, that Tariq Hill and Patrick Mahomes are out there doing the exact right play that they're supposed to do. No, they're just insanely fucking talented and they just do shit. Now there's a framework and, and Patrick Mahomes has a good idea of where Tyreek Hill's supposed to be, but then talent fucking takes over, okay? Like, it, it, that's what fucking happens. And so. Hey, Tyreek Hill is no Marcus Wheaton. No. Good Here's Lord. The thing. You never heard we're going to make Patrick Mahomes play quarterback. No. You don't hear defenses calling, calling Patrick Mahomes out like that. No, the Bears have never had a quarterback that scared a defense. Ever. Except maybe Sid fucking Luckman. <laughs> like, no, I think Jay I think Jay at least posed a threat. No. Nope. Um, inconsistent as no hell? Yes. Fucking defenses were scared of Jay Cutler at all. You, they had, you, you had to go in and hit him all. to give him time. Dude, Angelo. All the Jake, every defense knew that Jay was going to throw them to a game. <clears throat> love Jay. That's that you know, love Jay. Miss Jay in a lot of ways, but every defense knew that if you just hung around long enough, Jay was going to throw you to a game. You just had to catch him. Just had to catch him. And that's the one thing about Mitch is I don't Mitch is too much. Mitch is too much of a. I'm not comparing our team to other NFL teams. I'm just saying as far as my fandom as a Bears fan. I, I I like Jay. Yes, I like Jay. Looking back now, but he was also very maddening. And we defended Jay a long time. Yes, and we're just not patient anymore. I think that's what. That's the thing, and that's other you know people come at me about oh well be patient, be patient. They want to spin that Drew Brees yarn and 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 all this bullshit. It's like, bro, we can't be patient when we watch backup quarterbacks who we've never heard of come in and look better than Mitch. And and against how many games does it take? How many games does it take to be patient with this kid? It's four years. The NFL is now designed for anybody who's playing a pro-style offense to come in and immediately start and get 20 touchdowns and 3,000 yards and throw 63, 64% completion percentage. No problem. It's like, it's like easy. (laughs) Like it's not even special, but you know, and they look great in the annals of bears garbage quarterback history, but I mean, that was the thing that, you know, I'm talking about. Dude, the, what 3,138 3, yards, right? 17 touchdowns, 10 picks. And we are, like, ready to. Yeah. I mean, it's not like, it, it, I don't know. I've seen, I, I mean, you got to remember, like, in our quarterback history, McMahon only threw for 15 the year we won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but they also had the number one offense in football that year. It's it a different game, too. Right. It is. It but I'm just saying, in our in our history, it wasn't actually a statistically bad year for a quarterback. We've had worse. That is the least important thing ever. Like, he just it, stopped. It's doing. not, though. So, like, the, the, the second year in this offense was tougher for him. I'm just, I'm not, I'm just saying there is, there is it's not like this kid can't pan out. I'm not there yet. Right, but that argument that, that that people want to make is, that, well, what if he plays like 2018? Do you re-sign him? And I said reluctantly, yes. I guess fucking yes, we do. If he puts up the year that he put up in 2018 no. and, 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 and the team wins. If we 
if let's say the Bears go 12 and four, Mitch puts out the same basic year he did in 2018. He's not amazing, but he's amazing at times, or he's really good at times, you know. Basic and, I'm not put back like, on the Mitch train. I'm just saying I think they, there's definitely potential for him to come through here. Um, I'm not. It, it just defies all logic, though. Like, to expect it at this point is just pure pie in the sky. I don't I don't expect it, but I wouldn't be surprised by it. I would absolutely, I'd absolutely be, be shocked if he did. Floored. If Mitch somehow becomes a top ten quarterback, I will be fucking floored, bro. Like, he's not even going to get the chance, much less become it. Will you, like, a Mitch, will you be rocking a Mitch jersey? Yes, of course I fucking will. Dude, like, I mean, you know, they they, they could just about announce anybody under center for, for the Bears, and if he's playing good, I'm I'm on board. Like, I'm, you know, I'm a fan first of the team, but I will be fucking floored if this dude really turns it around. Like, he can yeah, say all yeah. the right things, and he can do all the right things, and this, that, and the other. But when it comes, when push comes to shove, we've seen him play, dude. Like, I don't give right. a shit. I'm excited now. I am excited about that and little video of Anthony Miller now. That was ex- that was exciting. Dude, this is a, you, Jerry, you said Mike Glennon, and it was like a new kit. Our show. <laughs> so, dude, do you have? Did you have two more though? Because you said you were gonna post something about the top five for each of us. Uh, so like, Marcus just keep track of the ones you there. said. You got Wheaton too. Man, take home. I'm gonna scratch that one off. Wheaton. Can, right. can we? Can we? Can we double up? Sure. Yes, yeah. too. Yeah. Let's see. One more big disappointment. Shit. Let's see. Philip Daniels. Okay. Philip Daniels was a big disappointment. He never panned out. Although He's big, physical, but that's a good choice, man. Silverstein put up that clip today of that uh, of of uh, what was it? I think it was the overtime Bears win. Um, didn't he block the kick? It was Brian against... Robinson. Who was it? Was it against the Packers? Yeah. It was Brian Robinson. Uh, yeah. You moved moved from defensive end to defensive tackle that year. I can't remember what the Philip Daniels clip that somebody put up, though. But, yeah, he was another guy that just never fucking panned out. There's so many. Unfortunately, there's so many. I saw, saw, like, one person saying Alonzo Spellman because we re-signed him as a free agent. Right. That's pretty bad. (laughs) I mean, I'm not going to lie. That's pretty bad. I remember that. God, that was terrible. He was like what, point zero five percent muscle, like muscle fat or something? He like was point oh five something. He barely had any fat on his body though. He was like a freaking beast, dude. I I, I expect more out of that dude. What about body you, fat, Ray? You got a five? Body fat, as Nick Wikowski can attest to, has very little to do with performance. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? You need a little fat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Some soft tissue. As I have. If fat, if fat was a like a talent, uh, I'd be the most talented motherfucker. Whew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, right, hey, hey, who you got? 
You're, no, I'm, you're I'm not going to Roy Williams was a atrocious signing. There you go. Wide receiver from the Cowboys. We thought, oh, it's going to be another wide receiver to pair with Brandon Marshall, right? Brutal. Like, that dude never even showed up. Like, he was DOA. Like, what happened to dude? Like, I don't get it. Was he did, he? did he come in the Sam Hurd like fucking stone bus? Like just like I don't I don't understand. Y'all need to move that dope. <laughs> he had a pro bowl year in 2006. Even when he was, he was with the, he started with the Lions too. Yeah. Yes. And then and then in the Bear went to Dallas and he caught 94 passes for 1300 yards, 13 scores. I mean, and then and then we try to do him on a re- reclamation project. So 40 games for Dallas, he caught 94 passes for 1,323 yards with 13 scores. And we thought, hey, and it wasn't like that much that much money. They signed him for a one-year deal worth 2.4 million. But again, the hype train just went wild. Like. So well, like, remember when remember when Moose Moose was saying he was saying this is a place this place that, like wide receivers, receivers come to die. to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he he should he he also died here too. So <laughs> would know. Like he, I've seen him on some lists of bad free agent signings as well. Yep. So Roy Williams is one. Eddie Royal is another one that me crazy because. And for whatever reason, Bears fans love to get hard-ons about slot receivers. And Eddie Royal was supposed to be that dude, and he was never that dude. He was Jay. just frustrating. Huh? That was with Jack. That was supposed to be his boy. Yeah, supposed to be his boy. He never could stay healthy. I guess that's that's what it comes down to is, is he never could stay healthy. Uh, Brian Cox, I would. I would have to put up there. I have he a jersey. Some, he did have some moments, but but in 1996 he signed. It was a four-year deal. Thirteen. You went from Roy. You, you went from Roy to to Cox, right? Yeah. Roy Royal and Cox. Yes, Roy Williams, hey, Eddie Royal, okay. Brian Cox. I'm just keeping track of it. Also, if so, Jared, you were talking about putting it together a post, so. Oh. Uh, um. I would I would also echo what you said about Cordell. I think I was hyped about Cordell. I was excited for Cordell to come here. Um, and I mean, I think you know, I think I, I have to say that I think Jared Allen's got to be one of the most disappointing ever. Like, I mean, that was just just like he just you know, and and all the great white hope fans. Must have been crying in their beers too because they all bought their '69 jerseys and yeah. As as we look at the white Irishman, <laughs> four-year, thirty-two million dollar deal, fifteen point five million guaranteed. After not five point five sacks in the first season with the Bears, the team moved him outside in a three-four scheme. In three games, right. he were. 
five tackles and one interception before he was traded to the Panthers. Yep. That's it. And then he actually played better for them. He played all right. He eventually, he eventually racked up 27 tackles and two sacks with the teams, and he ended up playing in the Super Bowl before he retired. I mean, he played okay. They didn't yeah. win this. It just makes you wonder what this front office does with these old no. players. It's like yeah, – And you, you he was know like a WWE guy? superstar before he got here. <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's just like you wonder if they're just like, you know what, guy, we know you're on your last contract. We'll bring you in because we're that good team. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, well, what it's the fuck is that about? Bro. I want to win, dude. I don't know. And and I talk shit about Pace, and we all have, but, like, I will say the one thing that I think has, Pace has accomplished is he's made this a team that is a destination for like for more players in their prime, like a uh, Robert Quinn doesn't come here in the nineties. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I don't, I look at the Robert Quinn signing and, and Knockwood. I, I just, I think that's like a pretty much a can't miss, you know, Ugh. and that's not the type of signing that the bears have in the nineties or the two thousands. Really? I mean, it, it was mostly like these reclamation projects, you know, and, and again, it's not about the bears being cheap because I don't think they were cheap. They're just stupid with their money. You know? So it's like that, you know, that old, that old, you know, Hallis adage of him being cheap and maybe he was cheap back then, but that wasn't really the case with Jerry Angelo and, and Emery and whatnot. I just, you know, I think it just pace, pace has just had some some boners. All right, what do you got, Diddy? Hit us with some some. some All right, so I kind of crossed. I had a big list just to go over if we didn't hit on them and like crossed off the ones you guys mentioned, but some honorable mentions: mm-hmm. Santonio Holmes, oh. Marion Marion Barber, Brandon oh. Merriweather, oh. Ke- Kevin Schaefer, Chris Chris Chandler. Oh God! Frank Omiel, remember that dude? Ole! Frank Omiel. Sam Bird. I saw. Some lists. Bird, bro. Is he still in jail? Mar Houston belongs on that on those lists. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, remember that celebration? We were getting blown out by the Patriots. (laughs) He heard himself celebrating. It's just so bears. Like we were getting our asses kicked. Jay played like horseshit, and like that dude did a dance and busted his shit. We were down probably what like it was it was insane. It was like thirty five to three. Oh, it was yeah. Yeah, he won no Willie Young. I'm not the dude. Marcus hey. Cooper is an honorable mention. Oh, I've wanted Trash. him to work out so bad. Remember that end zone that right near the end zone got it knocked out of his hand. Uh, Showboating. Yeah, I mean, Jared, like I feel like you predicted the the rise of Marcus Cooper in, a few times. I did. I, I was. I thought he would be that guy. You know, you wonder if he completes that play. If it changes his fortunes, you what know. Was that receiver from Denver though? I've never seen you go so hard for a dude. We got to that free agent like slot receiver, oh. and you were like, Benny Fowler. <laughs> Benny, yes. <laughs> and he almost Bro, made that... too. He went and made a 52-man roster. Jerry's about to buy his jersey, bro. 
was about to buy his jersey. We, we all have our dude, man. We all we all have that one guy. He had a like, better preseason and should have been on the team. Well, we always yeah. have our preseason hero, though. We all do it. Yeah, I have I have uh, Thomas Ives, the Ives Hive, and Jesper. I, I, I really thought Braverman was going to be decent when he first got here. Uh, they hyped me out of that. Yeah, man, like, I just, like, who else is on your list? <laughs> oh, so my, no, that was just, dude, that was just guys that, that we, none of us mentioned. My, my top five, I had some of the same guys you had. So, like, my fifth would be Orlando Pace. Um, four, though, was it mentioned, Thomas Smith. Remember that cornerback? We got him from Buffalo in, like, 2000. Yeah. Paid him, like, a five-year, back then, five-year, $22.5 million contract. Good dude boy. didn't even have one pick, and we cut his ass the next season. Terribly. Terrible. So then, number three for me is, man, Trey Burton. We basically overpaid for Hey, that's a great Philly. call. I'm sorry, man. Like, yeah. Like, I remember talking to a Philly fan when we first got him. He's like, I don't know why you paid that much for a role player. Like, I just like I just said, man, like, it, it just, we, we were sold the goods on that one. So number two, I got Jared Allen. And number one for me, like, Production he had some, but the the end of it, Cody Parkey, man. That's that a moment. Good call. That's Terrible. A, I'm just talking from a fan perspective, bro. Ripped our hearts out. Ripped our hearts out. The worst that and, and and you know this has been talked about more than it probably should, but it's still raw. The worst part about the Cody Parkey situation is that we saw this fucking coming. We saw the train coming down the tracks. And I saw we, it four times in the we, Lions game in person. Yeah, we saw that shit. We knew this was going to happen. We that almost sound, made it happen. Sound that sound playing. We, it's like the Undertaker bells, bro. Like we saw the train coming, and we were like, "Hmm, let's go in the tunnel and sit down and have a picnic, and just watch the fucking train run right into our right in a motherfucker face. Just run through a motherfucker face." It's good times. Terrible. Those are on pace. You know, the two that you brought up are pace signings. Dude, he's not been good with great with free agents. Like when you start and I know that like fucking whatever. Like I love Akeem Hicks, but like like bro, you start listing them out and I know you can do this with a lot of GMs. It's not like everybody, you know That's what that sounds like to me. The parky freaking off the upright. Yes. The Undertaker bell, bro. Yes. Yeah, All, right. All I'm saying is, you start you start listing them out, and and I know that everybody's like, oh, they were just short contracts. They were they were stop gaps. He was he was building the roster. I mean, you gotta make you gotta have some hits. And like, just let everybody know next week we're doing our top five. Good signings. Are we? So we'll be, we'll, we'll uh, be a little more. How much positive. time do we have? <laughs> We're gonna dig really deep for that shit. Yeah. Uh, from pace or just in general? In general, through oh, our out of history. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, are there even Whatever. five? I guess there are five. There are probably. We might five. be able to find five if we do think so. together. Just the list does not stack up well, man. Like it, it, when you start looking at 
the names. I mean, and, and yeah, he didn't really like go out there and, and tie himself to any huge deals, I guess. But like, and then you, you just couple it with chasing because he misses the, in the draft. And it's like, His, his first round picks have been awful. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I, I want Roquan to work out so bad, but, like. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> I'm, we should just open with this theme song, dude. Like. Chris, Chris Ballard just owned. Pace so hard in the 2018 draft. <laughs> he sat there and waited, like shut that shit off. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, man. I'm not gonna talk over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like uh, dude drafts Quentin Nelson and then turns around against Darius Leonard. And I had people trying to tell me Darius Leonard is not better than Roquan. Get the fuck out of here. I had people try to tell me you don't draft the guard that high. Listen, I was one of those people at that time where I was like, I don't know if you should. Like, It's not even a Notre Dame thing. That kid is such a beast, Jer. You hate Notre Dame. You saw him at the he combine. He was never going to make it to us. I no. understand, but, but he was but, a beast. So why right, are we then, talking about but, it? But you turn around and you draft McGlinchey. Like, I don't know if Roquan was – you should have fucking drafted McGlinchey. They could have drafted McGlinchey. I don't agree with that. Really? Once he at, at that time, that, so. at that time, no. Quan was the best player available, and they drafted him out of out of college. At that time, we we were happy with Quan. There were other. Let's the, not act like value at that pick. Like there, like I'm not they, talking about how exactly it played out. Other linebackers in that draft, you could have gotten Fred Warner. Fred Warner was the third round pick. Quan was the best linebacker in that draft, man. But but now looking back, and I know it's not exactly fair or whatever, but like now looking back, it's like can you really say that 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 goes on the on the that does not go in the plus column for pace in the first. Round. It goes in the undecided column. I think it's to be determined. Yes, he left absolutely. the team in tackles his first year, man. Like that's not like this kid didn't ball. So what? Linebacker okay. tackle stats. Like yeah, we we loved it. we ate it up when Erlacher was here though. Like, oh, you oh, led the team in tackles. Oh, and and now, we now, now we say it, it doesn't matter. In that defense, he was one of the top tacklers in the 18 defense. The 18 defense, I know it didn't go down in 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 like history, but it was historic. It was. We were wrecking people with that defense. I get it, man. I'm just and he like, was the top tackler in that defense. I'm so. I, I, and I want Roquan to work out. I like Roquan. I have Roquan's jersey too, and I want to root for Roquan. But I'm just saying, he is still a question mark for a number eight overall pick. He is still a question mark. Sorry, like I'm not. But I, I don't know if it's like the top numbers, eight. but it was up there. He was one of the top tacklers on our team. But I think the point is, is you're you're gonna go with your next argument, Darius Leonard. Yes. I'm just so. saying other guys, and there were not guys at offensive line because then you turned around and you took James Daniels, who's a, who's a question mark as well. Like, I mean, it's not – like, it's just – it's it's not – it just doesn't look good for dude when you start stacking up his shit. Yeah, I can see where you could have solidified your tackle position for a few years. ESPN, ESPN did the – 
all-decade best player on each NFC North team, every position. So the the NFC North players of the decade were Matt Forte at Check. running back. Correct. Calvin Johnson, wide receiver. Aaron Rodgers, of course, quarterback. Back, Minnesota Vikings, Adrian Peterson. Coach, Mike McCarthy. Mm. So the so the whole NFC All Decade team, there are the only Bears on there. You have Kyle, Josh Sitton, who was on the Packers for seven of the years and Bears for two years, so that doesn't really count. Then you have Julius Peppers and. He's also was on the Packers. You have Peppers for three years, but he's also on the Packers. He, they gave Lance Briggs a nod, which I'm sorry, but Lance Briggs' best years were not between 2010 and 2014. Like, no, sorry. I mean, like, there's it, – it's uh, – uh, I think you're kind of – Yeah, no, Briggs deserves to be on there. Come on, man. Briggs played from th- – 03 to 14. I'm sorry, that's a stretch. <laughs> and and I'll give it to, to Charles Tillman because he, he played the same exact amount of years, so the four years. But it's just that just goes to show you how bad this team has been for the last 10 years. Like, it's just been bad. It's not been much fun. Like it's just it's crazy to me. Eighteen was fun. Yeah, eighteen was fun. I don't know. That's why I'm just like sometimes I'm like uh, you know everybody's like oh go sign this guy go sign that guy I'm like eh let's just see what we fucking got like. It's so fucking dark right now. On a positive positive note, oh oh, man. No, it's for Bears fans. You want to fucking blow? You want to be ready to? You got me ready to smoke weed, man. You want to? Oh, don't do that. They shouldn't. It shouldn't be legalized, right? G, right? G Stelio. G man, he needs some weed bad. I'm sorry. I'll come out. He needs to like sink into a tub full of hash oil. Just chill out. Wow. <laughs> like relax. You know what I mean? Just let that shit soak in. I'm just I'm like I'm at the point now where it's like just, just you light light some candles up in that residence. Get it, get it fucking going. Let's see what we got. I, you know what? Like where I bet you I bet you he plays Enya to chill out. Anything? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, and Rick Ross. Oh my God! <laughs> Imagine that shit. <laughs> Fabulous and Enya. Fabulous and Enya. Oh my God! He came out with Fab's one of the best ever. I'm like, wow. Meanwhile, and he's from New York. Yeah. So like, and like you know better, like. I just don't want like and, and and like it's it's fully hypocritical. Like people are like, oh you hypocritical. Yeah, here, yeah. Cause cause people change their minds sometimes. 
Like, oh, it's fandom, man. Like, Don't please the shit. Like, we never tell you we're experts ever. Like, you went, go listen to some other shows. They'll tell you they're fucking experts. We're not experts. This is and a like, tailgate show. We are tailgating. We are chilling. We're Bears fans, man. That's it. Talking shit. So, like, yeah, I'm going to be a hypocrite. And it's my goddamn right as a football and fan. If you haven't listened to us before, this is who we are. We're just fans, and we know that. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so well, I'm it's gonna... okay. It is okay to be way off base. This is our fandom, and we're we're just bringing it how we bring it. Right. But I'm saying, like, correct. I'm just gonna see. I'm gonna be a fucking hypocrite. That's that's everybody's prerogative to be a hypocrite because fan is short for fanatic. There's gonna be some time wrong. That's, it's not just a problem with football fans, bro. It's a problem like like Everybody. even when you argue politics. No, nobody knows shit, man. We're just sharing our opinions. Oh, but that's like, man. Now you got me opinion. thinking about Mike McGlinchey instead of that worthless piece of shit we've got on the other side of Leno. So, I'm God. If if you let me, I don't want. I don't even want to think about a Notre Dame player. There you did it, Dick. Damn stud. <laughs> we would. <laughs> Yo, bro, like, if we redrafted that thing, I'm telling you, man. Well, that's the other thing is you leave out, like, even leave out the trade-ups. Like, I mean, it's just, it's just a bad look. Like, we could have had, we could have had McGlinchey at number eight. Remember these heated arguments, though? Like, right now, looking back, Quentin or Roquan. Yes, but nobody was... It, if it came down to that, who would you take? Absolutely, you take Quentin Nelson in a heartbeat. Yeah? Twice on Sunday. I want to hear this, Jerry. Jerry, tell me. Say it. Say it in your pony voice. Yeah, you would have taken Quentin Nelson, but he was never getting to us. But Johnny Trada, Johnny fucking Trada doesn't trade up to get a generational... All pro like talent, and then yeah. Where did Quentin Nelson play? I fucking hate you. <laughs> I hate you right now. Polish the dome. Another segment of Polish the dome brought to you by. You know, we're gonna get to that later. I got a little Polish the dome. I do. Step right up, folks. Get yourself a bottle of Doc Mitchell's one-of-a-kind snake oil liniment. It will cure anything that ails you. You come sit right down, have yourself a hot dog, a nice tablespoon of Doc Mitchell's liniment ointment, and a little bit of the cool comment. Sauerkraut on your hot dog. You're going to win <laughs> one more game. You're going to go sit in the bowl. Pets. The cool comment sauerkraut. The comment kraut. <laughs> and I wasn't going to get into it yet, man. Well, let him in. It is. <laughs> you, you open the policy of dome segment up. Do you want me to go or do you want to get back to your point before? You draft McGlinchey at number eight. Then at 39, you draft Cortland Sutton instead of James Daniels. And then you take Fred Warner and you don't trade any picks to get Anthony Miller. Boom, squad. It's so easy to go back and look at GM's mistakes, though. There's like, a, what is the hit rate on a first-round pick? It's low. Yeah, for it's us, low. it's non-existent. No, but in general, it's low. But, yes, we've it's had a... talking about the existence of a curse. 
I can't go there, man, because like being a, growing up a Red Sox fan, like that curse was real. <laughs> that that <laughs> curse was long and fucking real. Uh, you know about, what I mean? Like Cubs fans, they know. I'm just saying that that was a curse. I don't think we're that bad off yet. Like, like it's gonna be just as sweet though when we win the big one. Shit. Seriously. Bears win the big one. It'd be nice. Oh yeah. If the Bears were ever to win a Super Bowl, Chicago would not be the same for months. We'd probably be doing a pot. We'd probably be doing a pot every day. <laughs> we wouldn't want to subject people to that. <laughs> it's like a two-day pod, just go. <laughs> That'd be insane. But yeah, I mean, imagine Chicago though. Millennial Park, they thought it was something when the Bulls won and when the Blackhawks won uh, and the Cubs won. Uh, it wouldn't be shit if the Bears won. It would fucking break out the full ticker tapes. It'd be. They'd, have to, they'd, have, to, they'd have to have like. Did you just play. call it Millennial Park? You just call it Millennial Park. God. Damn mm. it, man. <sighs> Millennial Park. Whatever it's called. <laughs> Millennium! Whatever. <laughs> I'm not from there. <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, you park all the millennials go to, bro. They rage. They go and they rage. We're all millennials going up. But yeah, I get your like point. Pop. I see it now. Looking back, it's like, yeah, you could have solidified your offensive line. And still gotten, and still gotten another linebacker. Just, I don't, I don't know if I, I mean it's, it's just whatever it is what it is. But it's like I don't know if Rokon was that much better. Like, you know, well, by all metrics and by all the people that did it, it was it was supposed to be Roquan, You know, we I didn't agree. think, Roquan, we didn't think Roquan was going to fall to us either. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with the pick. I'm not gonna sit here and lie like I didn't like the Broquan pick. It's just, it's I bro, just, it's broke, it's Broquan now. Yeah, by the way, and just Brown, remember this, remember this name. You know, remember this Chad, name at the end of Broquan's career. Thad, Derek Brooks. Thad. I still think he's gonna be that caliber of a player, same as Derek Brooks was. You think? Yep. I mean, he's been trying to get his head on straight, which is cool. I mean, you see. I think he'll be all right, man. I think he'll go down as one of the best bear linebackers ever. Oh, good lord. That just was said. <laughs> wow. That's serious. That's a bold statement, Cotton. Whoa, when did Patrick Mahomes' girlfriend become a Bears fan? Yo, $400 million later. Georgia girls, they like their football. You know what I mean? I know what you mean indeed. Are you ready for your segment? What's my segment? Polished it down. Oh, yeah, we're ready. It was such a dope intro, too. I wanted to go right after it. I was... Huh? Being a worth 
piece of shit from Notre Dame. Hmm? Rick Meyer. Roquan had a hundred. Roquan had 121 tackles as rookie year. I'm, I'm still polishing the Georgia Dome, by the way. Yeah, you should. Yeah, that's another segment. Polish the Georgia Dome. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Roquan had 101 tackles in an off season, man. Like, we're, come on, that kid's gonna be fine. So back to polish the dome. Brought to you by these nuts. HMDs. <laughs> I just said that. Oh my goodness. All right. So, our boy Chris Dorich oh. had had one cool commit and his father on his podcast. It was pretty dope. It, no, it was pretty cool. Father, former yeah, bear. Yes, Walmart. that played with Zorich, so they were all, you know, hey, buddy, what's up? It was a, cool, it was a real laid-back cool, and I, I definitely should check it out. He does it on YouTube. But um, it was cool, man. Cole, Cole seems like a good kid. Seems like he got his head on straight. He's ready to he's ready to play some football, man. It was just a really solid interview. I think, have you guys seen it? Is he first one in, last one out? Nah, man. I think <laughs> this kid's sneaky kid. athletic. <laughs> I, and the Notre Dame, the Notre Dame stuff we like to joke about, and I get that, but like this, in my he, he was a top tight end in this draft. Say what you want. It's not like we we went to like Division Four because this kid played basketball and played tight end. Like this was, this was a legit, a legit top tight end in the draft. I'm just saying this isn't Adam Shaheen. Man, <laughs> was a long shot. Alright, keep playing it. I like it, so I like it. <laughs> that. This is not great radio, but it is I, great. And not only do I like the song playing right now, I'm pretty impressed with the skills too, eh? Step right up, step right up. Get yourself a bottle of commit quote. It tastes great on anything. Man. I, I'm very impressed with your with your motion then. Bro, you got a future. I'm just saying. Come in, Cola, folks. It's spelled with a K. Don't get it twisted. We're still woke. Come on, yeah, now. This is going to sound like shit on the recording, but I don't give a shit. <laughs> the music all playing. We're going to be all cut out and shit. <laughs> Never sounds like shit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's tough to pull off the Skype, man. But, yeah, so... <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm excited. Right right up, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're very excited. Who's going to throw him the ball? Roquan Smith. Just handed it to him. That's it. Just get it out of his way. Well, that was the, 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 the common thing. Bronco, part. Gary Golson, part. Say what you want. People were asking, who was your favorite football and baseball player when you were 10 years old. So I'll ask you guys that question. Good Lord, 10 years old. Who was your football play, favorite football player when you were 10? And, seven it was Walter. Okay. And your favorite baseball player? Oh, and you can Smith. And how about basketball player? Larry? No. Dr. J. Okay. So that although, one, I did, although I did have the first pair of the Air Jordans. 87, yeah. 87, 88. What year is this? 87, 88? Yeah, it's 87. Mm-hmm. I had, Dr. J was my first basketball poster. And it had him in the fucking doctor's jacket. 
in the stethoscope and it said the doctor's always in and he's jamming it. Good good poster. D for baseball. It's not gonna be anybody you guys are like well the, so Brady Anderson was playing center field. Yeah, him and Burke switched out I think that year. I like I like Those Brady Burks. Anderson when he's on the Yeah. So Brady Anderson was the starting center fielder for the Red Sox. That that was my was guy. Was Mike Greenwell on that team? I hated yes. Mike Greenwell, man. Hated him. <laughs> Gator. So what happened Jim was um, that leads me. Jim I like Brady Anderson a lot. Ellis Burks took over, right? And they put freaking Gator in, right? Next to Ellis Burks. Burks was center Jim, fielder. Jim Rice is gone at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. Gator. No, Jim was still there when I was 10, but Gator took over for him eventually. But Greenwell Greenwell used to run into Ellis Burks and put him out for the season like two years in a row. And Greenwell (laughs) sucked, bro. And you know Ellis Burks ended up having a really decent career in Colorado, right? Like, he was a good player. I used to get so many Mike Greenwell cards in those 88 tops board, wood oh, border oh, board. Had, I just saw that bro, card. All we heard here is, oh, he's Mattingly's nephew. I'm like, he gives a shit. He's not Mattingly. Like, I anyway. To, I, I, like, Oil Cam Boyd and Mike Greenwell would come out of packs more than the uh, gun. I, I, no, I like the Oil Cam. Do you remember like the oil the, that's Barry Bonds' rookie year, too? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's like that if you ever want to, you ever want to see a flashback of what HCH does. This <laughs> was a string bean. It was like Barry Bonds' future stars. No, don't act like Mark McGuire wasn't. Come on, Jerry. Mark was ripped, but he was mm. more ripped at coming out of Oakland. He was go back, go back and look at McGuire's USA baseball. I got card, it. Though. I got it. And oh, and by the way, I don't I don't give a Baseball players to go back to taking steroids yesterday. Like, please. They were all taking them. The pitchers were taking them, too. Oh, uh, it saved the game. Let's not act like it didn't. And it would save the game again, too, by the way. they Now they just oh, yeah. juice the ball. We used to juice the players. Now we juice the ball. Like, what's the fucking difference? Little scrawny dude. Ding. Like, exactly. Now, now you got uh, fucking uh, Jose Altuve. Cheating and hitting home runs, like it's so different. Like, oh my god, how like on the scene. I'm like, how's this little dude doing this? Like, get him, let him get jacked up like Aaron Boone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and not Aaron Boone, Brett Boone. Brett Boone was the one that fucking went. Aaron Boone didn't go full steroids. Well, they, <laughs> remember when they said Ortiz? When I found out about Ortiz, I'm like, nah, that's just that's just table muscle. Come on, man. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> What about you, AA? What are your three? Oh, you didn't. We, we're doing football and basketball? Basketball. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Elijah Wong for me for basketball, man. Solid. Always, always been my guy. Like, Solid. I don't know. It just, he's what made me a Rockets fan. Yeah, so, um, and what are we down to? Football was, it was Walter Payton. Although I've, yeah. I had a couple of years later. Sorry, a couple of years later, it was Neil Anderson. I love Neil Anderson. I love seeing Neil come. It's almost like he stepped in and Walter passed the torch. Right. That's what it felt like when he first stepped on the scene. Neil Anderson, for sure. Like, he's a forgotten man. Um, absolutely embarrassed. For me, uh, in baseball, it was definitely Don Mattingly, like, without question. The Evansville, um, Indiana boy. 
I'm I'm lefty. Don Mattingly is lefty. He had the dope eye black. He had he was fighting with Steinbrenner about the about sideburns. Like he was a batting title hit machine. He had the coolest nickname ever, Donnie Baseball. That was my guy. And then <clears throat> you think Don goes back to Evansville now? He does. I was big into Mark Bavaro, uh, the Giants' tight end. That was my favorite favorite player because you remember he had he was on the Super Bowl team in '86 '87 and he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated and he was like you know he was like Italian guy yeah, like, like oh yeah it was like a big you know it was like uh you know before Shockey. It was Mark Bavaro, but of course he never fucking amounted to anything. Oh, New York. Uh, that's, yeah, that's a big deal. Like, oh, you know, like exactly. Like if you could get a a guy like that, you know, that's like I don't know. It's like having a having a white linebacker in Chicago works looking out. Like, looking like the muscle guy in a mafia. Bavaro back sure, then. He looks heavy. Looks like a bouncer. Like yeah. standing in the back, like you know, when fucking. Now you just can't leave. Then there's Bavaro yeah. on that. <laughs> right. <That's> right. <laughs> so, and then, you know. He was a you know, bad dude. Yeah. I, and then when I was 10, like, I definitely, uh, you know, I have to say Jordan. Um, but I think Magic was up there, too, to be honest. Like, it's hard to pick. I mean, I, I would say... I wasn't as into Jordan until like the nineties. I'm not yeah. gonna lie. There wasn't really a lot of NBA. Like I wasn't watching a ton of NBA in nineteen eighty seven. I'll be honest. No, the only time you got it was Lakers Celtics okay. back then. So it was the CBS on tape delay shit. That's what I'm saying. Like that's what people like talk about, like, oh magic, this and that, and I'm like, I the league didn't really blow up until the early nineties. Like you on the know. back of Jordan. Yes, they were really showing like finals games on tape delay in the late eighties. Like, you know, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't what it is. Oh man, Oof. I wasn't watching it. I mean, I'm honest, I didn't start watching the NBA till the nineties when Inside Stuff came around, and you know, the, Mod Rashad. Yeah, and the game of the week, and you know, and and <clears throat> all that stuff. I mean, that's what really, and then Michael Jordan. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, w- I guess I would have to say probably, probably, uh, you know, fucking magic. I mean, really at that time, and then Jordan was coming on the scene. But, you know, at first Jordan was kind of like, who is this dude with his tongue out and his, and his, and his chain? <laughs> like, I still remember him dropping the 63 on the Celtics in the playoffs. It was just like, yeah, wow. I mean, that's. Same. I mean, that was just like, what? You know, and even Larry was like, that wasn't Jordan. That was God playing basketball. Like, right. You know, because they, they, and they would never seen an athlete like that in their lives. I mean, you know, those dudes in their little shorts, Ainge and, like, and Larry and, and, uh, you know, I mean, it was, it was on that team. On the level. Him and Larry had a little thing after that, too. Like, it's just. <laughs> Yeah, that was what was crazy is that, like, you know, uh, they would play golf, and then, you know, Jordan told uh, fucking, you know, who did he tell? He told, you know, he told uh, whoever that he was going to put it on 
put it on Ainge, then goes out and drops 63. <laughs> but even when Larry was coaching the Pacers, like Jordan was acting like there's still a competitive thing there. Like, I want to beat Larry. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you saw that clip of him where it was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that shit never dies. That's how they used to talk to each other when they played. That's what I'm saying. It was like. Well, and that's why it'll never, it'll never be like that again. Like, there'll never be that, like, that, that hatred because now players come up together in the same AAU teams. They have the same agents from the time they're, you know, they never, they never develop a, a, a college rivalry because they don't even play past a year in college. Like Magic and Larry were going at it in college first, and then they got to the NBA and then continued that rivalry. I don't you know? know. I hate Green from the Warriors. The way he did to Harden, like poked him in one eye, all red, poked him in the other eye. Like that dude's a dirty ass player. Every time we play them, it's just like I can't stand that dude. He you reminds me of like playing beer that way. That, but guys will definitely, you know, like switch Green's teams. A dirty ass player though. He's like Lambeer so bad. It's just like. Yeah, but it's nothing like it used to be. No, like, God no. Like, no, but it's still like you still have that little. Yeah, it's a rocket fan. I mean, like if you if you were not a rocket fan, like you wouldn't say that because nobody else is dealing with that shit. Like. Oh. I mean, they're not. Like Harden not. gets a lot. Harden gets a lot of hate. He does. He earns it. He earns it, but people are stupid. <laughs> How does, what is, like, what what does the man do to earn it though? Like, he all, off, plays off the court. The he, dude is solid, man. He's a cheat code, and on the court, and people don't like it, and 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 people refuse to learn the rules. They adopted like, the the game from Europe. They started getting these Europe type fields. He's, he's playing by the rules. The NBA literally changed the rules, and people don't want to understand it. They don't want to understand what a gather means. They don't want to understand how the Euro step actually works. That's what I mean. He does it to perfection. Right. But that's the thing. I mean, that's the old guys in a way. When when dunking the basketball came around, there were old-ass dudes who were like, this isn't basketball, you know, on some Hoosier shit, five passes and, you know, throw up a set shot bullshit. I mean, that's how it always happens. Jimmy Chitwood would run the fucking picket fence right on you. (laughs) You'd be sitting there watching the paint dry, bitch. (laughs) Jimmy don't miss. Where'd our fundamentals go? That's right. I'm like out of school. But the thing is, what Harden's doing is fundamentals now. <laughs> People don't yeah. understand. He's playing by the rules, he man. He just doesn't have a very good PR team. <laughs> they, what does he have to defend, man? He's one of the best scorers in the game. <laughs> <laughs> what does he got to defend? Try anybody. Can he defend anybody? All right, all right. Because he puts so much work in on offense, you can't expect him to have <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Let's play defense, maybe. <laughs> play. And not talk about the next step until you climb the one in front of you. I'm sure going to the state finals and beyond your wildest dreams, so let's just keep it right there. <laughs> and I apologize. I apologize because the Bulls are going to the, NI, the NBA NIT in Chicago. So. NIT. Fundamentals. We've gone over time and time again. And most important, focus on the fundamentals. Winning or losing this game. 
If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. Yeah! That's, that's the story of Milan High School. Small Milan yeah. High School. And Slow it sounds like, what was this that, is what that black and white movie? Was it Pleasantville? That black and white movie, Pleasantville? This is the original Slow Clap. But at first, at first, it, it was not sarcastic. And then it became sarcastic. It's, it's like Pleasantville High School. All black and white. Yeah, right? It's the story of Small Milan High School and Bobby Plump. That's the actual player's name. See, this is what they learn in, uh, in school in Indiana. You better know your basketball. If you don't, bet you better know it. I wish I could show you, man. Back in the old days, whenever we didn't have class system, our gymnasium holds 7,000 strong for sectional time, and you'd have to buy tickets from a scalper to get in. Was it, but was that dude's name Bubba Gump? What was that guy's name? From, no, what was his name? Bobby Plump, right? Bobby Plump. Was it the Was it the Bobby Plump Memorial Auditorium? No. Oh. Just it, man. The Bobby Here Plump, comes. Name we're getting baby. a movie sports montage. Yeah. Wait. Did we just get? No, that was that just that name. Like that it's just so Indiana. Like No, it's just funny, man. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing, but like it's just so Indiana. Like you know, Bobby Plump. Like no, I don't. <laughs> you, I guarantee, if you're from Indiana, you know who Bobby Plump is. Oh yeah. Guarantee. If you know anything about basketball in Indiana, you know the story about Milan and Bobby Plump. No, you guys definitely have a deep history for that. Who's that dude play. that played the drunk dad? That guy that was like the mad referee in you know, like the Nike commercials? Oh, it's I can't hear. So A has left us. I'm muting him because he's watching Hoosiers right now. <laughs> I don't Hoosiers are watching any given Sunday. I don't know what you're watching. I thought you played you played Hoosiers there for a minute, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Yeah, I nice. can't keep up. And Jer picked up on it. Jer knew. Even with I'm his, also even not with his the Indiana high school education. Bro, I was I was gonna go into the Bears All Access, but we can talk. Go for it. We got time. Did you guys hear Jermaine Effetti and uh, Eddie Pinero on there? I guess Effetti's just basically saying he's got that nasty to play guard. Like he he feels like he was on the top five rushing team in Seattle. He he knows what needs to be done, which is kind of cool to hear. Eddie Pinero, I guess, gained some weight. They want him a little heavier for the winter. For for I don't know. Put they they're thinking they puts more power behind him or whatever. But it's the battle I got from that. The Fetty's got a chance, man. He's a big he's dude, man. Like Jer, he's he's, he's just a, he's a little 
He's a little bigger than Kyle Long. This is a big dude. As long as he can move and get low and maintain a block, I'm down. We got to get it done this year, man. That offensive line's got to get it done. I just want to win. That's the only thing I want to do. Um, (laughs) What about the dogs? I just want to win. That's the only thing I want to do. Um, That's it. I just want to win. That's pretty much that. Pretty much sums it up for us. I mean, (laughs) I don't care who does it, man. I don't care who does it. Was that Khalil, right? That was Derek fucking Rose wearing wearing Nick jersey. It must not be coming through my headphones, right? Kind of sound like a Khalil line. Like just simple to the point. Uh, the poop fast on poop for long, man. That's what I'm saying. That's like something like Khalil would say. Just like, I just want to win, man. That's it. That, that is it. That should be the title of the show. I just want to win, man. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, that's it. Well, yeah, so Dennis no- Hopper. Dennis Hopper. That's who it was. The drunk father, yeah. That's basically what like Tim McGraw based his character off of when he played that freaking movie. The drunk Rod pissed off that. Yeah. Rod Wilson's shoes, man. <laughs> just come at you and boom, man. Boom. Freaking Tim McGraw in a movie. Shut the fuck up. You talking about that horse movie? You talking about that horse movie? No, no. Was it Friday Night Lights? He was the dad? Yeah, I told the dad. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy worked on that. On the, uh, he was supposed to be in a horse movie, but it ended up getting. He worked on Brian Lights. No, he worked on the horse movie. Uh, I didn't yeah. even know there was one. Turn to glue. Yeah, there was like a. There was like a. Was like a glue. <laughs> was yeah, that the name of the, the movie, bro? Oh. That wasn't the name of the movie, was it? That'd be hilarious if it was. <laughs> Flick up. That'd be like a National it's Lampoon it's version of it. It's based on some kid's book named My called My Friend Flicka. Flicka, Flicka, Flicka. It was Tim McGraw and... Flicka, 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 Yeah. Apparently, Tim McGraw... Tim McGraw used to have this, like, this big-ass... He, he had this huge, like, tour bus that he was in, right? He didn't have, like, his own trailer. He had this big, like, insane million-dollar, like, tour bus. And he would have a, <clears throat> like, a footlocker that was just full of cash. And, like, anytime they needed anything, like, Tim McGraw would just pull out this cash. Or if there was going to be days where, like, it was supposed to be that they were going to go into overtime or whatever and this and that. Like, Tim McGraw would just be like, eh, I got it. And he'd, like, pull out money and, like, throw money around. Because <laughs> he, he was Tim McGraw. And was you like, know what, though? Dude had Faith Hill, man, when she was... Yeah, at her peak. When she was following. At her peak. At that peak. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just want to win, man. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? It just got dark with Tim McGraw because we said faith in. I just want to win. I just want to win. That's it, man. I just want to win.
All right, well, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of The Tailgate Show. The Bears. Damn it, the fucking Golden Domers. <laughs> Fuck them. But that would have been good on that offensive line. Damn Go man. Irish. Blow Irish. Yeah. They going to have a season this year? You know, find out. They, they don't have to play, and they still make more money than IU. Shit. Whatever. They'll they, still they lose can, four. They, they, you know, they, they can don't practice. Have, they don't have anybody hey, on their schedule, hey, and they're going to lose four games out of the hey, game. Hey, their practice would get better ratings than an IU bowl game. Shit. That's not a lie. That's true. That's facts. Hard, uh, Are you that's good? Cool. Jared, Jared just hit you. We're keeping score at home. Jared just hit you with the shit. Whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> he knows that shit is true. Fell on his sword. Sorry. Join a conference. Bro, you, dude, you, you got a segment you want to meet called Polishing. Yeah, listen, you got a segment that you named Polishing the Dome, all right? <laughs> I got to hit you once in a while, bro. No, Come it's on. all right. It's all right. <laughs> We're almost even. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate you. You fucks, too. <laughs>